Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for The Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 353B, B. B. the second episode for the week, we'll now discuss our thoughts on dumb money available theatrically in some places. <laughs> With you for that discussion is Grayson Maxwell Rogerstone and Christopher Bond for the episode discussing The Burial, available on Amazon, including the whole box office breakdown, what streaming, and trailer talk. Check out episode 353A, posted on Tuesday, 10 10- 24 and i do want to start this off by saying i did not have a chance to get to get this um i am traveling and it just wasn't available near me so the bulk of this uh, will be roger and chris uh discussing their thoughts on the movie and gentlemen this will be our most viewed episode of all time <laughs> yes, yes. <it> will. <laughs> gentlemen uh, let's get some particulars out of the way first i'm actually very surprised about this given how poorly it's done in the box office. The tomato meter is at an 83% and the audience score is an 85%. What do you have to say about that? Okay, so I can give you an immediate opinion about that. No one saw this movie, right? Nobody. Right. Nobody. So the people that went to see this are already interested in the movie itself. They're already going to be on the positive side of you know of that interest. So I think it's going to skew this movie. that way. Oh yeah, but we have to see this movie. <laughs> I don't have to do shit. Oh, <laughs> well, you, you, you know what I mean, though. I I think true. that's why it's going to be a little bit uh, skewed positively because the people that are going to see, especially on the audience scoring side, are people that want to see this film. You know, they're already interested in it. They were part of the GME thing. You know, uh, whatever factor you want to put into here, it's people of our, that are seeing this. You know, they're already interested. I think there's probably an element of truth to what you just said, though. How much of an element of truth? I have no idea. To what degree? Oh, I, well, no I mean, yeah, but sure. Yeah. And just to follow what you said, the the Metacritic, which is probably a, a better kind of barometer for barometer, a movie, is sixty six percent, which isn't as high, but still that's pretty, still pretty. It's still a very yeah, respectable but, percentage. Yeah, but Metacritic always kind of it, it's it's like one step down from the other scorings that we look at, right? Like not like in quality, but like it's like the more realistic score seems to be just a little bit less than what you know the other averages and aggregates are giving for Metacritic. It seems so. But I think I, I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, I think Metacritic is the more respected. If you have to, if you had to take one and use it as gospel, people are going to go with Metacritic, I'd imagine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But anything above a seventy is pretty good on Metacritic scale. So sixty-six, that ain't bad. So let's get into it, gentlemen. Now, just as a little precursor here, the um, well, let me sorry, let me get some particular of the way. Of course, big cast, and again, I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused why it doesn't done better given the cast. Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, America Ferrera, Nick Offerman, Anthony Ramos, Sebastian Stan, Shailene Woodley, Seth Rogen, Vincent D'Onofrio, um, and then Olivia Thrillby, directed by Craig Gillespie. Roger, if you could regale us, what is Dumb Money about, quickly? So Dumb Money is about a something that happened during the pandemic with GameStop um, and their stock and it kind of led to like a revolution on how stocks are bought and sold. And this is a story um, talking about somebody, um, Keith Gill, who was a real person who did this in real life. He like leveraged his entire life savings in the GameStop and he has like his own little YouTube channel telling like why he was doing things like that. He was a day he uh, worked for Mass Mutual as a day trader. This is kind of like what he did. And he kind of like got like a cult following and like Reddit really picked up on it. And, you know, if you guys have ever had experience with Reddit and like I know that, you know, at least you know, we are very experienced with Reddit. It can be very um, aggressive <laughs> sometimes. And it kind of led to uh, like a, a, like a light, not a life changing thing, but like 
a revolutionary kind of feeling for like the stock market. And, you know, there was some underhanded stuff that kind of went unpunished. And this is kind of what brings to light. Um, before we really dig into this, the one thing I have a problem with this movie, not a problem, sorry, I actually like this movie decently, is this stuff just happened less than three years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons I think this isn't making any money. Like if this was 10 years from now, people like, oh, I remember that GameStop thing. That was wild. You know, okay. like, bro, I'm still see that stuff on Reddit every day. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the problem. That's that's a good and, point. And opposite. I, I, I thought that was the reason why it was going to make a ton of money is it, it is so fresh that people still have it in their mind. But I guess that that was the wrong call. That was I just guess wrong. So I, I mean, like, like I, I think it could go either way. If I had an actual opinion on why I think it's not doing as well as like what people thought it would do, I think it's because just like the actual stock market, people don't care. The whole G, the whole GameStop thing made people made more people care about the stock market and stocks and trading, blah blah blah. But you know the the percentage of the United States that actually deals with the stock market is. Minimal. surprisingly low like it's it's insane how little people actually know about it and how it works and i admittedly didn't know much about it a little bit prior to this movie coming out i had just started looking at that like maybe a year before um so it, it wasn't much earlier than that that i even started looking into that it's just i just don't think anyone cares about the stock market so what this well, I, I, know, I think people you, care but no one cares to watch a movie about it you know past the movie like wall no. street i just don't i don't think, think wall care. street I don't think people care. I, I think I think you're wrong on that, and and I'm not trying to be harsh with, with that with that wording, but like, if you ask a hundred people about what they know or what they think about the stock market currently, you're going to get ninety people that tell you I have no idea. It depends on where you are. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. are, are, are 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 you asking these people in the remote in a remote Kansas town, or are you asking people in Manhattan, New York? I mean, that depends well, on where you are. Oh, I think. Even that, so, that's an unfair thing though because this movie was out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's so, a fair. Okay, fair. Fine point. Yeah. Fine, fair, fair. Fair point. Fair point. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like Chris. Chris isn't wrong in this scenario. The the weird thing about this movie, and then we'll, we'll get going. Is that the, this yeah. movie is it is basically one guy's story, mm-hmm. but we see it weirdly through like five people's perspective here. Okay. True. Yeah. Like we are following people that are following Keith, aka Roaring Kitty, following him <laughs> through like this entire journey. And the real issue that I have with this movie is the fact that this movie's not overly long, but it's not short, but they skip large amounts of time without any real reference to it. True. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it just sort of like you see something and then it's like you flash your head and it's like six weeks later. Be like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, how do we get from here to there? Like, this movie covers like an entire like two year period, basically, like mm-hmm. most of the pandemic. Yeah. So, which is also really it. fun reliving how weird that part was of our lives. Okay. One, so, okay. I, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I have a question about that. So, sure. And this kind of rubbed me awkwardly. And, you know, and I think it's just because of just the things I pay attention to and all that kind of, and all that stuff and the way the pandemic affected me both work and personal and all that kind of stuff. But like, isn't it weird to see a movie in Hollywood that is actively making fun of the pandemic and COVID and all the, you know, like the things that are happening within like that, that sphere. Cause this movie does like poke some fun at it. Right. And 
you know, not long ago, we there would be fear of talking about that kind of stuff and sure. having a you know having anything in that space along those lines. I almost found it a little, uh, almost a little not jarring, but like it was it was kind of like oh okay, so now you guys are gonna are, are talking about it in this light. I don't know. So, I I found that very very awkward at first. I guess I guess my thing with that is I what you're saying isn't wrong because they don't like lay it out. I think though. They took it from the perspective of like, these are real people. Mm-hmm. This is how they live the pandemic. Yeah. And like, look, you know, where it was a really fucking weird situation for most folks because like legitimately, you know, people were dying. But then there's people that don't even believe that there's an actual thing going on, which is a whole different side story to all. Oh, this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this shows like, hey, man, this dude, this thing like Anthony Ramos character works mm-hmm. at GameStop, right? Yeah. He has to get told by his manager like three times a day to pull his mask up, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, like, look, I worked in a retail spot. We had to do it with people every day, man. Hey, put your mask on. You can't be yep. in here. It's not because I fucking wanted to. Yeah. Like, shit, yep. I don't care. <laughs> but it's like, that's how weird those restrictions were. Let me hang up some plexiglass. You know? Yeah, yeah this is like, going to protect us. <laughs> but it is like, I don't, I don't know if they really went as far as making fun of it, but like, they just showed you from like, Hey man, this dude makes fucking twelve fifty an hour at GameStop. Mm. This no, is he didn't. He deal with I promise you. Pandemic. Promise you, he didn't make that much. Oh sure, but you understand my point, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so and 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 it's again, it isn't so much of you know like like them showing like them living it through that way. It's just that you know again, it, it's just it's so hard to see like the way that we kind of like all really experienced it. And shout out to them to kind of like you know making that you know more realistic on that end of things compared to like what we dealt with as it happened it was different and also i want well go ahead finish your thought okay so i was going to be like well then they showed like the other side of it where like the super rich people just bought out resorts oh yeah well well, different mask rules it's easy to do that though because you're already you're already in a movie making you know kind of like digging on the rich and the people that are oh no that's definitely part of this too oh yeah 100 percent. the other side sure oh yeah the the other side of the realism thing that i I can attest to is um i used to work at gamestop uh for a very long time and shout out to whoever um helped them like create that store set or it might have been an actual store because it's probably an actual game be, store. because because the behind the shelf thing was accurate even to the point where like there's so many things not stocked behind there on those locking pegs and even just like looking at like because I, I used to work there for so long so i'm like looking at the background stuff in all the gamestop shots just for fun and like there's holes on the wall there's pe- there's a stack of games on the corner that need to be put away like they did so good with all that little shit i mean shout out to them whoever helped them design that part of the movie that was really cool and super accurate so i wonder well, if anyone there like worked there at like I bet you some they, point That's i really bet cool. you they just i bet you they interviewed a bunch of a bunch of non man managerial types to be like well, give, mm-hmm. give us some of the tropes or, the desk. or former managers yeah. yeah yeah stuff like that yeah um, i thought that was yeah, really cool so one thing i want to i want to put against well before we before you guys do like a 20 minute spiel on this is the big short you gotta remember that 2015 hugely popular movie yeah. sure with ryan gosling and a huge also a huge cast yes um 28 million dollar budget that's compared to uh, dumb money's 30 million dollar budget and it ended up doing 133 million and dumb money has i mean so not even close so i think people really dug that one now, now here's what i can't tell you is when all the movie when all the after it was nominated for all those awards if then the bulk of the box office hit i, I can't tell you that 
But so well, can I can I shed some light on things like that? Because I was actually going to bring mm-hmm. this up on yeah, a regular episode as we get closer to Oscar time anyway. So when movies are re-released for Oscars, you know they generally don't make that much money. They may seem like they do because they're generally released to smaller theaters where like they become super popular for you know a couple of weeks. But um, generally, a re-release of a movie makes less than like 10% of the overall money. So it's almost always in the first run where they make all the cash. Well, no, I, I don't mean if, 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 if that came out late December and then the nominations came out, that still would have been in theaters is what I'm saying. So that would have been, if it got nominated for all those things, people went, oh, I'll, I'll go watch that. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the re I just don't know when it came, I forget when it came, came out. So, um, but I, I do, that was, movie was hugely successful. Uh, also, also uh, the same uh, budget. I, I can well. No, so here's the thing: you have to adjust for price differences uh, than it now because it's a huge difference now in, in those pricings. That budget's probably closer to, to fifty million if you if you were to put it in today's standards. And on top of that, uh, it's similar to what I said about this movie and why it wasn't successful. The in the big short, what happened there affected way more people than what the GameStop sure thing did. Like fair, fair, but, fair, but it's still about people. but it's still about stocks. It, but again, short it's selling not, versus manipulating. It, yeah, yeah, but it's still it's still affecting anyway, so people because of, it, it echoed in other parts of the economy, whereas this did not. So let's get into no. it then. Um, all right, gentlemen. So I give you the floor for a while talking about dumb money. Paul Dano is weird, right? Yes, uh, I think he's just I think he's just a weird dude. Period. <laughs> That's what I mean, right? He's just yeah. a weird dude, right? Paul Dano okay. was the he was the villain in uh, the Batman, the Pattinson. He, he was, was the Riddler. Yeah, yeah Riddler. Yeah, because because you got to be a weird dude to be the Hitler uh, to be the Hitler. Jesus God, <laughs> <Wow>. the Riddler. Talk <laughs> about that werewolf movie. Not gonna it edit is. that at all. Not editing that one bit. Nope. No, you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a villain. At least I said I mean, he's a villain. Your your statement though is correct. Yeah. <laughs> So here's here's the one question I have, and you guys can maybe work this into your discussion: is mm-hmm. does it accurately depict what happened for 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 those for that small amount of people to make a ton of money? So I I think I think it kind of does because here's the thing, right? And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that came out of this, and like the way because it didn't have an overarching effect on most things, but there were a certain amount of people that made real money off this stuff. Oh yeah. Obviously Keith Gill being one of them. Um, with the way things play out here, like I remember during that, because like I have day trading things and I pay attention to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And now look, I never, I never played the GameStop. I'm going to roll the dice and I'm not ever going to sell my stock. Look, if I bought a stock, it was for me to sell it later to make money. Like that's yeah. the only reason I ever do that. But you know, there are these people that are, like, are holding on to this stuff for like life changing money. And, like, look, that bubble did burst. Like, mm-hmm. it really, truly did. So, like, if you didn't get out, like, you didn't make any money, all you did was go on a wild ride for like a year and a half. Yeah. Well, that may be very cool and is a fun story. I think you look kind of dumb <laughs> doing things like that. Mm-hmm. That's just me. You know, I'm about like not being in debt. You know, I kind of try to live my life that way. But if you if you got into this and you followed along, like, look, like legitimately, you can go to like the the version of Wall Street bets on Reddit right now and still see like they're trying to sort out things like, look, there are some very smart people on there. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie and be like, hey, it's all full of morons. It's still very full of morons. So (laughs) much like every part of the Internet, there's a lot of stupid fucking people out there. But 
you know, it's your money. Do whatever you want to with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and like and that, that's totally fine. Yep. And to answer the uh, your question from my perspective, Grayson, is that I think this movie does a good job of portraying this in a in the way that makes sense for a movie to tell it. Um, it isn't it isn't completely accurate on the way things went, uh, like timeline wise and how it affected people, like in the order that it did. But it it's it's pretty close. But I, I'm sure there's plenty of you know that I'm sure there's a few people that are like embellished or made up here to make the movie happen, blah, 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 especially on the corporate side of things. So there's, there's a lot of things here that probably aren't true at all. And there's some things that are blatantly just like, you know, misplaced and out of order. Other than that though, I think the movie does a fine job of portraying this, you know, to make okay. sense, you know, for film. All right. And another question I have, and it's not the last one, but uh, again, take your time to answer this on the poster. Why is there a kitten on top of Paul Dano's head? Because that's kind of his there be? thing. Yeah, it's the, he's Roaring Kitty, baby. Oh, okay, okay, now, okay, yeah. okay. That was my first immediate question. Like, I have to know why there's a kitten on his head. But all right, did you so, see the movie? No, no, he did not. I oh, that's right. To. Jesus God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, no, no, you're that's, right. why, that's my bad. That's I why I was like, that's why I did the oh, opening, God. the intro, like I did. That's and, like, yeah. that's like literally his thing. The whole no. film. Like he's he's he, Listen, he, wears he does cat, have some sweet cat shirts. He does. He wears tons of cat shirts. He there's a few there's a few uh, points where like it like showcases his cat for a little bit. Like yeah, like that, that's like, that's like a hundred percent this guy. Mm, interesting. No, no, but I, I didn't. I didn't see it. So now it might make more sense why I'm asking these questions, Chris. No, yeah, yeah. That's as I bad. stated, as I as I stated in the beginning of the of the episode, and to you guys, you know, previously, yeah, I did not get a chance to see it. Listen, I'm on it. I'm unemployed. It's early for me. Fair, fair. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> um, so with the big cast, which it is, if is uh, if you listen to what I named before, there's quite a few oh, people God, in this yeah. movie. Is does it need the big cast, or do so, you think people were, were were drawn to this because of the content? So, like, since you didn't see this movie, let me let me explain to you the big cast, and I'm going to put that in quotation marks, okay? Yeah. Because, yes, there, there are some large, famous people in this movie. Most of the large, famous people have less than five minutes oh, of okay. screen time. That makes sense. Because a lot of it, like Seth Rogen's character, Sebastian Stan's character, Nick Offerman, Vincent D'Onofrio, like, they are short snippet cuts to them, like reacting to situations yeah. right never anything really long and drawn like the longest time you ever see Je- uh, so uh, seth rogan on screen is when he is being deposed by congress you know what i mean like through like zoom call like yeah. that's the most that he talks during the whole movie and no, it's look, not it, a, doesn't, it doesn't mean it's bad it's yeah. just they're short snippets yeah you, you can probably break this cast down to about six people that have like legitimate screen time Honestly, yeah. okay. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering why there were so many people in this movie, and it wasn't again. It wasn't well, yeah, I mean, it, it, people. Be, be, because because you you need people that can kind of like take take the form of, of a caricature for some of these high these high you know, like high net high net worth CEO types and all that. You know that that that's where Vincent D'Onofrio like really did did shine. He was some weird eclectic rich dude with a pig in his house, and you yes. know he's 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 like an investor or a donor or something. And same thing with um. Uh, yeah, Nick Offerman. He's 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 in the same thing. Yeah, I think his character, yeah, his his character was kind of funny to watch on screen. And then um, also Sebastian Shit Stan's balls. character. You so know. look, I want to mention Sebastian Stan's character because he plays a weird guy, super weird guy in real mm-hmm. life. Uh, true, in Vlad, true. Vlad Tanev, and he looks exactly like him. I thought like, that. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't have Jared Leto do do that character. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, but after Sebastian, yeah, seeing so, you know, Stan do it, I was like, okay, no, that, that actually he, he did a really good job. Oh my god, 
but yeah, but no, that, that Vlad Tenev guy is a weirdo. Anyway. Yeah, but that could absolutely have been done by Jared Leto, and I like he would have got the weird side a little bit more down, probably too. But I think I, I think all those those smaller uh, smaller snippet roles by these bigger actors, I think you needed them to be able to play this eclectic character and do it really well. And they, I think they all knocked it out of the park. Well, and the thing with that too is because there are some really famous people here, like Stan and Rogan and Offerman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like since they don't do a whole lot. Like they probably shot all their stuff in just a couple of days. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like Seth Rogen's character, you only see him in this mansion. Like he doesn't go anywhere else. Oh, you're you right. Know? Yeah, uh, D'Onofrio's character, all he does is he's in his like rich mansion and he goes to the pier attached to his mansion. Like mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> Nick Offerman's character, you never see him leave that resort. Like at all. True. They don't do anything <laughs> else. Like, yeah. that's it. So, like, they're probably like, hey, man, we'll come to you. We'll shoot for a week and we're done. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, hey, I, yeah, I, I, I imagine Seth uh, Seth Rogen's character, like, where they shot is literally like, his neighbor's abandoned house. He's like, hey, listen, you know, they, they want to shoot something. I don't want to go anywhere. You know, no, listen, well, can I rent this for like a week? For, yeah. Like, like, uh, yeah. Five grand. <laughs> it's cool. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, besides uh, besides Dan O'D, uh, Keith Gill and Pete Davidson's character, uh, the only other people that, like the story really focuses on are the uh, young college couple, the two ladies, mm-hmm. um, America Ferreira and um, Anthony Ramos's character. Like those, that's the core of this movie. And even like the college couple, like they don't do a whole lot of like character development with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's Ramos and America Ferreira. Those are the two people besides Pete Davison and Shailene Woodley and them that are really involved here. Like that's it very small cast for how many famous people are in this. Well, that's yeah. the, that, that makes that's that makes a whole lot of sense given the cast list. That makes a whole lot of sense then. Uh tell me so how did so if you could pinch it together, how did exactly did this thing happen? How did they manipulate the stocks and does the movie show you exactly how they manipulate? I know Chris you kind of answered this, but yeah, so, so yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so they 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 do a good job of explaining it um and they explain it through uh Paul Dano's character Keith Gill and so what happens here is that while, you know, it, a lot of it was from, you know, Reddit debauchery, but basically <laughs> <laughs> what happens here is that uh, a company that has more value than what the stock market says, because it just has a little more staying power than what's expected, um, combined with larger firms and hedge fund, you know, companies betting on it failing. So what they do is, is they, they buy shorts in a stock, which which would then, and people are going to fall asleep during this ex- explanation, but I'll, ma- I'll make it quick. Basically, they bet on it failing. That's why, you know, and that's one of the reasons why they the, make the, money when they lose. Yeah, exactly. So, like, they put a whole bunch of money betting that the stock will fail. So, and then what happens when the company does fail, they get a big payout from, from however, you know, all that works. Whereas, but what happens is, is Keith Gill saw value in it, spoke a lot about the value, and had a lot of stock. And the company did have more staying power than what everyone expected. It, ha- it has it has for a long time. One thing GameStop is good at it's it's trying to adapt to current market trends and staying you know staying on life support. And combining the fact that it had more staying power, how much money was put against it, and then everyone buying in at that time through the you know the coordination on Reddit, it really did increase the value way higher than what anybody thought. And all the money that they put in betting on it for failing, all the different like the large corporations and hedge funds that actually made them go negative. They were losing money because the stock was going up in price. They gain money if the stock goes down. It's like it's like a reverse stock. 
mm-hmm. you know, instead of like you, you buy, you buy, you know, something in Apple, Apple share goes up, you make money technically. Whereas, you know, when you do a short, you put money on a stock and if it goes up in value, you're actually losing money on that because it's, it's like I said, a reverse stock. And what happens is, is people start making a lot of money and people want to sell, but you know, the idea is that Keith Gill told people, you know, he thinks it's going to make more money. He believes in the stock as aligning as he's saying, because he's not allowed to give actual financial advice because that's a hugely against the law. So he keeps on just saying, I believe in the stock and he, and he sticks with it. And a lot of people gravitate towards his, his, um, uh, his ability to, to have his diamond hands and stay with the stock. And a lot of people take on the motto where, if, where the mantra, if he's in, I'm in and they don't yep. sell, they keep buying they keep hands, incre- and they keep increasing the stock value. And because of all the shorts against it, the, the value of their stock is higher because there's people that are on the bottom end that have to pay out because the stock's so high. So it's kind of this, this weird thing where, as these people are making it worth more, they're getting more money because the stock actually has more value in it underneath of it because people bet on it failing. And that's how the movie like shows it and describes it and depicts it all the way through. Oh, nice. Okay, so it does then just it does describe it then. Okay, good, good, good. It does. I was, it does. I was hoping it would because I was, you know, we all heard about it. I was, and I mean, reading about it is one thing, but seeing it visually played out for you is another. So I'm glad seeing it visually played out within this time while you're on. Robin Hood and, and and on the on Reddit was also a, a wild ride, and so th- this movie does a decent I, I job of taking you through that. Robin Hood before all this stuff happened because yeah. it was cheap, you know. To do it was easy. It was easy to set up and everything too. But uh, so that that's kind of how it worked for the Robin Hood stuff. Like they mm-hmm. were just like, "Hey, you can't do this anymore." Oh, yeah, so 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 I, I guess we should explain that a little bit too, right? Yep. So okay, that's one of the biggest things that that happened during all of this. Mm-hmm. Um. Besides the fact that, you know, stocks were being manipulated. So Robin Hood, um, led by Vlad Tenev, played by Sebastian Stan's character, or Sebastian Stan here. Um, he was co-founder of a company called Robin Hood, which was, you know, it's, you know, to its namesake, like you could make stock trades for free, you know, but they got like one tenth of like every transactional fee or whatever it is. Right. So. Robinhood, since it didn't cost you anything to sign up, all you had to do is put in some banking information and shit like that so you could actually transfer money, would just let you buy stocks and mm-hmm. sell stocks, okay? Except for the day that they wouldn't let you do it anymore because... It was, it was two days, sir. I was a part yeah. of that. So they they the reason, in quotations, um, was that there was a technical glitch that made it not happen. This movie explains it fairly well because this is this has actually been researched. They ran out of money. Mm-hmm. So they weren't, you know, the, they weren't allowed to buy and sell stocks under the Robinhood name until they got the influx of cash. And so there was probably some backdoor deals that got them like floated back up or whatever. But uh, that legitimately happened. Like one day you just couldn't buy certain stocks anymore. Two days you couldn't buy certain stocks anymore. Well, the, and you also couldn't sell, which was couldn't the biggest sell. thing. So, mm-hmm. so what happened was is a lot of people. So let's say that. So the movie depicts it really well here too. So like, you know, you, you want to sell your stock because it's worth a whole bunch of money and you're going to make money, yep. but you can't sell it because Robin Hood locked you out or there's a quote unquote a glitch, which that is not what happened because other, oh. other stocks are tradable. So you can't sell. Well, you can't sell, but other people did sell or other people could sell, blah, 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 blah. So then when it the, finally becomes available again in, in like just near 48 hours, your stock that you could have sold for you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars the night Even before. Of dollars. Yeah. Now you can only get tens of thousands of dollars because the stock value is down and there's nothing you can do about that. Yep. So, and it was right at the same time, like Rick Rogers said, where they, they lost, they had no money. And it was, it was also in the time where 
it was suspected that somebody had uh, Wall Street bets taken down off of Reddit so that there was no communication line for people that were, you know, deciding to hold and, you know, not sell the stock. So people started panic selling their stock, which mm-hmm. is probably why Robinhood ran out of money. Yep. And what happened there was the stock went into went into a decent free fall for a little bit and people were locked in and lost money because they weren't able to sell, which is why some of the lawsuit stuff came up shortly afterwards. So, Interesting. A lot well, happening here that that, that that the movie does navigate really well, and the movie mm-hmm. does make it bite-sized enough, and the information isn't quite as deep as what me and Roger are going into. Oh, that yeah. that helps, like like you know, make it digestible within a movie setting. And all this stuff is all being done on screen while you have people that are you know playing out dramas and other things are happening, like little things with like snippets of people's lives, like Roger mentioned, like the college couple, the the, the two girls, and other people that are like bought into to this whole this whole stock game that's happening. And that's how it shows you all this information, which I think is, was, was a really cool way for them to do it instead of it being just some, you know, some timeline ticker, like documentary style thing. So sure. they did, they did a honest, an honest shot at making this like an entertainment piece, which I think with this subject matter is difficult to do, which is why I think the movie leans more into like the character side of things. Cause you have to, to make it, you know, like, like a movie vessel. So yeah, I mean, I think they did a good job with all that. Oh, good. Uh, the one the one point I'd like to make, too, when it comes to, you know, with stocks being frozen, not be able to buy or sell or whatever, is legitimately, if you put money in and then you never take it out, technically, you don't ever lose money. True. But you but also you never, never make money. money. Yeah. So, yeah, you're kind of stuck in that weird, like, vacuum where until you can actually sell out or buy, you know what I mean? You don't actually yeah. lose or make any money. And that that's the part that froze people out. Cause, and they, they do a recap at this at the end where like some of the people that did top out the kind of money that they did make. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that never sold anything. So like you don't get anything for that. You know, yeah. it's not, you don't get a participation award. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep, true. Well, yeah. Cause like, cause one of, one of the, in this movie, one of the most like the fiercely loyal people to, Keith Gill, Paul Dano's character, is that is is um is the nurse, yeah, and she bought in with the least. She had the most to gain by cashing out, and she never did. So it's now like in the in the in the text blurbs at the end, which is funny. We watched two movies that have text blurbs at the end. We do. Um, she um she's like negative thirteen thousand dollars on uh, for her net worth. Well, so I don't I don't know if you realize, but so they did her net worth before she started. Her net yeah. worth actually went up by only being negative thirteen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she because she had student debt or something. Yep. Yeah, she's like negative yeah. sixty thousand or something. Yeah, you're yep. right. You're right. But still, I mean, she was she was one of those people that had hundreds of thousands of dollars ready to she cash could, out. Uh, she had over a half a million at one point and yeah, and didn't, never and didn't cash it out. Life changing money and didn't cash out. Because she, gonna, because she thought it was going to, because she thought it was going to Imagine being that loyal to something you read about on Reddit. Yeah. Well, it, it, was, it wasn't even, it wasn't even that Grayson. It was, it, it was, again, it was that combination of, uh, they took down wall street bets and Robin hood. We didn't uh, also wouldn't allow you to buy or sell GameStop stock for X amount of time. Yep. Mm. So during that, during that blackout period, she went from 500,000 down to like $13,000 mm-hmm. ah, of, a... of, of worth. Sucks. And again, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Nope. Nothing at all. But I'm glad you guys were. I'm glad it entertained you. Did it? Did it? It entertained you guys? Like you guys enjoyed your time with the movie? I did. I don't think Chris did though. Uh, I'm kind of lukewarm on the film. Um, I have a lot of. uh, I I think they did a good job in the places that needed to happen to make this movie digestible in film form, right? But like it, 
for the same reason that Roger said, like, I think, I think you mentioned it being a positive Roger. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a negative. That this movie came out so, so quickly t- to me. It well, feel- so I don't, I don't really feel it's a positive. It's just, mm-hmm. I think it's weird that they did it now anyway. Yeah. It, it, I think that's where I'm at. It, 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 for lack of a better term, it almost feels icky. <laughs> like, like how quickly this came out as a film and may, maybe they're trying to strike while, you know, everyone's recollections hot on it. But like, I think you guys had a good point earlier where if this came out 10 years later, I think it would have, you know, probably piqued more interest. And I think that's true here. And it, it almost feels like someone's trying to like, you know, take advantage of the situation and, you know, take advantage of the story and make money off of it instead of it being like an actual passion project. Well, kind of thing. It also, it also has like the vendetta feel like, Hey, mm-hmm. somebody that I know lost money with this and this is how I want to get back. At, True. You know, those people. Yeah. You know, I definitely felt that kind of vibe here. So, mm-hmm. and like, it, it's, it's weird too, because the movie comes out where, you know, it's not like they can wear, wear, raise awareness to like, like combat something a moron or, with your or, money. Well, it's not even that like like it'd be different if like, you know, like there was like voting going on on this particular subject or things going on right now, like in court. But all that's done already. Like Robin Hood's already fine. Everything's everything's been straightened out in the courts unjustly, most likely. But it's like all this stuff is already passed. So why tell why tell this? Why rush to tell the story when, sure. you know, it, you could wait and see what happens in the next five years and maybe have a little bit more material to work with, too. But maybe that's just yeah. not the story they, were, they wanted to tell. It's all good. No, I, I think it's they not a, wanted, it's not a bad I think, they, I think they wanted to capitalize on the fact that it just happened, and they just it, it, they just gambled wrong that people would, would care. I gambled wrong. I thought it'd be, I was I'm hugely excited to watch this, even though I'm going to see it when I get back or on streaming. I'm hugely not. excited to watch this. <laughs> so, I, I, I I do I, I do want to put on the record that Grayson did say that this movie was going to be massive, and that we were we were we were not <laughs> we were not versed well for not seeing it when it was when it was uh, when it was releasing. So. So I do want to bring that up real quick and not just to pile on to make fun of Grayson. But so when did this movie actually release wide in theaters? I think it was mid-September. Does anybody actually know? Early September, I think. Well, so its official premiere date in theater was September 22nd. Okay. Okay. Whoa. No, it was earlier than that. Mm -hmm. Not not according to their own Wikipedia page. Maybe limited. Oh, maybe not. You might be right. Yeah, because it's been about a month. Well, here's the thing. It's been in getting wider release for more almost a month now. Okay. And I mean, it's already peaked and dropped off here because it's not oh, yeah. making any money. Mm-hmm. But like, there was no like, you know, go see it because uh, like, look, this isn't something you have to go see opening weekend. Let's let's be serious here for a second. <laughs> yeah. But like, the, you never once saw a movie like trailer on TV with dumb money that says like releasing October first or True. whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that yeah. never happened. So like this movie just kind of came, trickled into theaters, went up, went back down, and now is gone. Like that hurts this a yeah. lot. Yeah, it does. because like, look, love it or hate it, like there is a story to watch here, and it is a watchable movie. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. We have definitely seen way worse stuff than this, but like they marketed this because here the other the other part of it is this trailer or some version of a trailer for this movie was on every movie we saw and every movie I saw at AMC for like three months. And then barely a single television commercial about it. What's yeah. that about? How I does think stuff it, like that happen? It's probably way cheaper to to mark to have the, like your advertisement in the form of trailers in a theater than it is to have on television at this point. Sure, right? and that, so that's like, probably true because like yeah. they get packaged in with like some of the same companies when they do movies mm-hmm. and things like that. Those are required. Yeah, but you don't get a lot of word of mouth from that stuff at true. all. True. True. <laughs> So, I mean, that, uh, that's a big issue in this. But. Yeah. It's, it's like I said, like, like I, I, does the movie 
better than the box off of it's getting? I think so. I I just I oh, don't think sure. it's worth For much sure more than that. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, look, right as of right now, as of last, you know, this past weekend, it's under seventeen million dollars made. That's awful, man. And that's terrible. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah. Like, look, for the cast that's in this movie, exactly. Right? Yeah, and but... the story, like, because here's the thing: it is a decent cast, a comprehensible story. It is kind of funny at sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but it's better than seventeen million. Yeah, I mean, like all the side characters that are in this, all the side stories, none of them feel like terribly forced or off. There's like maybe yeah. like maybe like the college kids is a little weird. I, I you know, like for some reason, I highly doubt there was there were groups and swarms of college kids sitting around each other watching their wall street bets things all together. You know what I mean? I don't all think right. that happened. Hold on. But... I'm going to sound like an old man here for a second. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get all yell at a cloud thing. Okay? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. The older I get, the dumber I realize people actually are. Mm-hmm. And I believe something like that could have been a thing, especially no. in the middle of the pandemic. No, in the middle of the pandemic, they wouldn't have been allowed to gather in, in, in a in a in a library or school like that. There's no well, so way. That's the thing. So after the first round of stuff during the pandemic, where you see them at like a party, you don't ever see them in groups like that again. Only the one time. Maybe so, I think. Trying, if, wait, so trouble. so so they're gathered around watching what's happening to this GameStop stock. Yeah. Um, so they're watching. They're, well, they're the watching first the, time, the, the first time we meet them. They're at a party, and like one person's you know, knows about it. And then like, she says something and then somebody like across room is like, Hey man, I've seen that guy. Yeah. And then it gets kind of like that weird wildfire thing. Yeah. Or like, Hey, you know, within a couple of weeks, everybody's paying attention to it. There's a point while things are going like crazy with the stock where they are, there, it shows them in like a, in like a school library or a coffee shop, all of them huddled tightly together, looking at their phones together or looking at someone's phone, looking and at I, one person's phone, which is yeah, dumb and, as hell. Bro. And I thought there's no way in this planet that that's actually going to happen anywhere. That's the Hollywood stuff that makes me like kind of cringy when I see things like that in movies. There's no way I don't know, that, are... so that was that was the University of uh, Texas in Austin. Didn't they have different rules for things like that then, too? I don't I don't know if they had different rules, but no matter what the rules are, you don't have 17 college age you know kids huddle around each other's staring at one person's phone it's not, not sure happening in florida <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> but you know it, it's just it's stuff like that it's like it's kind of eye really like you know sure, they're, they're all watching have Rid- interns they're all watching a ridley scott movie on the phone <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah together on their on their on their they're watching alien on one, on, <laughs> uh, just, just to make it worse there's 70 people watching on one so only one person paid for it yeah <laughs> not even they pirated it you know no, that. that's pirated bro they're in college they have xerox good. versions of of their school books man you think they're paying for a movie jesus so okay let's let's move into scoring it then if you guys could uh, do me a favor of offering a score and I don't think. Uh, is there anything else you you want to cover before we do that, Roger? I don't no, think there's anything else. I think we really. covered most stuff. Honestly, yeah. we give we give a short version of the movie. It's fine. Yeah, and you want to go first? You want to go we, second? We give a little history lesson to some people mm, too. Yes. Yeah. Maybe this could be a new short form podcast we do. Too close to the sun. <laughs> Ooh, there it is. I like that. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I, I, I think you're going to be higher on me anyway. So we end on a positive note for this film. Um, this movie's fine. Um, everything that's in it. It's well, it's well done. It's it looks clean. The stories are fine. The side characters are interesting. Um, I like the way that they do make this digestible because some of this stuff can be boring to listen to. You know, I, I imagine some of our explanations were kind of that at, at the same time. So it's like you know, good for them kind of thing. I think it was way too soon, way too early. Not enough people care about it, and I don't, I, I don't know what they were going for with this film. This movie's fine. It's a five. It's a, that, that's all it's going to be. 
Okay. So I'm not too far off from you. Uh, I did. Here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't hate this movie. I don't love it, but it, it's, it's okay. Um, I didn't feel like it wasted my time, which is very important here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I give this movie a six. Um, I did like it. The only problem that I really have with this movie is the fact that it seems like it's too lo- too close to the time that it actually happened, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the weird part is like, this kind of feels to me like, you know, we're watching this on the big screen, but this really felt to me like one of the HBO or Cinemax movies that they make about this stuff years later. Like oh, that's yeah, what yeah. it felt like to me. Yeah. You're not um, wrong. Which here's the thing. Some of those things can be excellent. Don't get me wrong. But like, that's just the vibe that I got. I never got like that. This was like an actual theatrical movie vibe as I'm sitting in a movie theater watching it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the one thing that I think that it does do is it does shed some light on some of the shady shit that happened during that. Because listen, whether we'll ever get the real explanation or not, like something actually happened. It's probably was highly illegal and it just kind of got swept under the rug. It is what it is. It happened that way. The other part of it is this probably exposed some people to what Reddit's actually like. And congratulations, <laughs> I guess. Oh God, yeah. Reddit is the uh, is the Those foundational monsters. Reddit is the find it foundational ex, uh, example of uh, proper internet etiquette. So yes. Also, that that varies wildly. Reddit to Reddit. <laughs> also true. Reddit, the front page of the internet. That is Reddit. Is that still their tagline? I hope not. I imagine it's always <laughs> that, that was that was for a long, long time. I know, but I think I think they know who they are at this point. Even just, Reddit knows. I mean, they're not 4chan. So you mean they're not that bad? We don't talk about 4chan. Yeah, 4chan. <laughs> <laughs> There's that evil ass laugh you do, Roger T. Because <laughs> he knows 4chan. He, he knows if anything can get this podcast canceled, it's 4chan. Well, that's the thing. Is like, look, 4chan. And for all who know 4chan is, it's not a good thing. So, I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's <God. doubled> down. <laughs> even, even, even I know that. I don't know much about that kind of Reddit There 4chan are people stuff. that would disagree with you. Don't forget I, that. I know there are. I know there are. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, thank you for that. Um, taking us through dumb money. I, one last question: How do you do? You think I'll like it, and what do you think I'll give it? Like score wise, you would have gave it probably right around where I gave it. So, yeah, I mean, I, thing, me and Chris yeah. only gave it a point apart from each other, so you, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd have been too far off. Yeah, I, I think you. I think you'd enjoy it for what it is. I, I don't think you'd be blown away. There's nothing here that really like that really pulls you in for like your big ticket items. There's no. There's no. There's no sacrifice. There's no heroics. There's no, there's no score. <laughs> yeah, there's no score at all. You just all. want to hear the, uh, the song "Savage" over and over again. If you if you listen very closely at the end of the movie, you can hear Dick slapping thighs, though. So that's funny. That's weird. Sure. That's a weird. That's a weird thing to point. I out. wish I wish that he hadn't said it that way, but he's <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen, thank you for that. I, I I do plan on watching that, and I'll, I'll give you. Uh, I'll I'll probably just give you guys my short one two of what I thought about it. But when I finally do watch yeah. it, but. Thank you very much for joining me this evening, gentlemen, for the B episode. This has been episode 305, 353B. Thank you. Of For Love Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. But more importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I have no X, but I have a Reddit. Interesting. Interesting. Put Don't it out there, there, Chris. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> my brother, my own brother won't give me his Reddit because he knows the depravity that I could find if I knew his Reddit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs>
Don't forget to check us out on the Facebook page. Always posting things on social media. And send us an email to ForTheLoveOfCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Killers of the Flower Moon and Old Dads on Netflix.